In today's episode, we get to ride along with Joey Russo, a Republican running for County Council District 17. Running against Joey in the primary is Joe Dill. We've not yet scheduled with Joe, but we hope to have an opportunity to record with him in the future. Also running in that race, but later in November, will be Cheryl Gornero, who you can also listen to in another episode. I am joined by Joey Russo today, riding the 501. No, we're on 502. I'm sorry. There are a lot of buses, Joey. Joey, yes, it's glad. To, <laughs> I'm glad to welcome you here to the podcast. Uh, thanks for coming. Thank you. Thank you for, for having me, Aaron. I appreciate yeah. it. Well, we're going to just kind of have a conversation and talk a little bit about growth and transit and infrastructure and all those good things. Um, but first, let's start off with why don't we learn a little bit more about you and why you're running for county council? Yeah. Uh, like she already probably already said, my name is Joey Russo, uh, born and raised here in Greenville County, uh, most of my life up in the northern part of the county, and uh, graduated from Greer High School, uh, went to the Citadel, spent four years, uh, four great years there. It's not the, the funnest place to be while you're there, uh, but I learned a lot of things there. Uh, it is the state's uh, premier leadership institute for a reason, uh, so that, was, that, that played a huge role in my life. Uh, Immediately upon graduation, I went to the sheriff's office, was in uniform patrol for about a year and a half. Uh, so spent most of my time kind of around where we're at right now, over here in Area 7, uh, which is West Greenville, Judson, Sterling, Anderson Road area. Uh, so spent about a year and a half running the roads around here and uh, really, you know, big formative uh, part of my life in service and seeing, you know, really the world around us that we don't see all the, all the time. So, and... Uh, around the towards the end of 2016, I made the decision to go full time with my family's business. Uh, that they were kind of in the transition point where they needed uh, the ne- the next generation to step up, or you know, possibly sell it to someone else. I, you know, I'm the only I'm one of three brothers uh, at the time. Uh, both of my brothers were in the military, and you know, I, being the only one here in Greenville, being the only one that really had a lot of interest in the business for a long time. Uh, I knew that it was it was probably the time to to commit to it or let it go, so I made the decision to go full time and you know thankfully uh, taking it on to the third generation we're a couple years away from going on fifty years. you know my grandfather started it here in nineteen seventy five as someone with terminal cancer and was a you know almost fifty years later still providing jobs still providing careers for people in the community and uh, has provided a lot of things for my for my family as well so it's a it's a huge blessing and you know it's it means it means a great deal to me and you know i'm I'm married my i've been with my me and my wife started dating uh over ten years ago now so we were we were teenagers uh we she stuck she stuck it out all through the citadel and and through <laughs> uniform patrol at the sheriff's office so uh she's you know a bit a huge part of my life that honestly the my being married to my best friend is is probably the best thing in in the world so uh we have three year old little girl julia um and she's she's up there with my wife now she's that that little girl knows how to get me to do pretty much anything so she's having her is also a huge reason why you know i've got into this you know uh, a big a big part of uh my life is service like i talked about and one thing i uh, a quote i heard someone say once was serving serving your country serving your community serving your children uh setting an example for her and trying to make greenville an even better place for her than it what even was for me is a huge part of uh why i'm doing this so that's you know kind of coming back to why i run for county council 
you know, the Bible says, I know you by your fruits. Um, I don't want to be the type of person that complains. I don't want to be the type of person that talks about things. I want to be the type of person that steps up and, and takes on the challenges that we have because, yes, we have a lot of opportunity here in Greenville. There's a lot of great things happening, but with that comes challenges. And how do we move forward into the next generation without ruining the, the character and the, and the values that, we, that we've held dear for so long? Um, you know, my, on my mom's side, they've been in the Locust Hill, Sandy Flat area for several hundred years. So it's kind of a cool cross-section of my, my family's background for a guy that moved down here for, uh, through the Air Force, Donaldson Air Force Base in the 50s, uh, to a family that had been so rooted in the community for, a hundred, for several hundred years. And uh, it just, this whole community means such a great deal to me. It means everything to, to carry it on, to represent um, the great things about this community and try to carry that on. Yeah, well, with with all those great things you talk about, and I agree, Greenville's yeah. an amazing place with so many um, so many different facets that we mm-hmm. all, I think, can agree yeah. that we appreciate, but some difficult things, too. For some sure. things that are happening now and some things that we anticipate coming. Um, what are your thoughts about the growth and change that are happening right now in Greenville County and the things that are anticipated to come in the future? Yeah, you know, growth is one of those things that whether we like it or not, it's happening. And it can be a great opportunity. It can also be, like I said, be the greatest challenge. How do we grow well? Uh, because that is, that's the challenge that we're facing right now. So that's really the priority number one is how are we going to manage adding so many people to our population without destroying the infrastructure even more, without taking out rural lands and just in um, the, the quote-unquote urban, urban sprawl taking over especially my district in particular this is a lot of it's it's all unzoned it's a lot of rural farm uh, historically farmland how do you leave the opportunity there for people who own that land to sell who they, who they want to sell to because one one thing i am I'm a conservative republican i believe in freedom i don't believe the government should tell you who you can and can't sell your property to At the same time i believe is you know, especially at the county level, it's our job to be the safeguard, to be the safety rails, to make sure we develop well and we don't ruin the we don't ruin the the natural characteristics, the quality of life aspects that that we have to have to grow well. So, when you say grow well, you mean planful, Planned. kind of intentional, Planned, growing. responsible, okay. reasonable infrastructure in place, not throwing massive subdivisions on roads that can't that are already crumbling, and you know, going beyond that being able to provide quality water to all of these places. I mean, there's just, it, the roads are the probably the, the number one sticking point because that's what you see and that's what you drive on. And everybody sees it every day and experiences it. So that's a massive thing. And, you know, especially with the balance between state roads and county roads, you know, it, there, there has to be a lot of coordination there to, to make the improvements and make the, the adjustments that we have to make. Yeah. Well, well, let's talk a little bit about those planned growth. Yeah. So the Unified Development Ordinance is coming right now yep. in front of County Council. We're in the middle of all that. So Module 1 has been released. Yep. Module 2, I think, is coming out in the next month or so. And then Module 3 will be right on the heels. Um, what are some things, based on what you may know right now about the Unified Development Ordinance, what are you feeling good about so far? And what are you hoping to see in the next modules as they come out? You know, I think it's, I think it's crucial that we, set, that we set strong ordinances in place now because that's what's going to set us up for the future. I think doing the UDO is, is, su- is such a huge thing for this for this area to make sure that we put ordinances on the books that are strong, that are defined, that a, a home builder knows what they can and can't do with that property before they even buy the property. 
So those things that, that I hope to see coming out that are strong, that protect the community, especially in northern Greenville County, it's such a massive concern up there is what is it going to look like? Is it going to look – are we going to recognize it in 20 years? And, cha- it, you know, there's going to be changes. But at the same time, we need to make sure that we don't ruin we, – we don't have the urban sprawl every, everywhere up there. We have to have – we need more houses. I know people that have, just like me, grown up this area their whole lives and can't find a home and can't build their family because they can't find a home. So we have to address that, but we have to do it. We have to do it well. We have to do it planned and we have to allow, we have to, we have to be able to allow development that is responsible and not going to, you know, like I said, not going to ruin the community and and provide the much needed housing that we need. So, well, you've mentioned housing and you've talked about roads. Are there other kind of infrastructure building planning sort of things that you think the County council should address? So especially, I know, you know the watershed thing is is definitely an issue. We've got to make sure we we are planning, we are long term planning, and making sure that we have that we're we're being creative problem solvers, that we're thinking outside the box to make sure that we are we're able to provide water to all to all the communities, especially the ones that are farther out. So uh, that's going to be a major thing. I think that's gonna that's gonna come to the forefront sooner, probably sooner rather than later. But uh, it's definitely something that needs, that needs to stay addressed at the county level. Okay. Well, we're sitting here riding on this fantastic Proterra bus, which is yeah. all electric and pretty fancy. It smells good. No. Uh, it's beautiful. And uh, <laughs> it's just sort of a neat uh, a neat nod to the future and, and what's mm-hmm. maybe coming, not just in our community, but in other communities around us. How does transit fit in as a, do you consider transit infrastructure? And, and if so, if not, like how does it fit into those future planning? Yeah, I think transit kind of has to fit into infrastructure getting people to jobs, getting people to the grocery store, getting people to, to stores and restaurants and things like that. People travel to work. People work differently now. So having these, these buses available to the people that need them and being able to reach the parts of the county that maybe it can't reach right now. And I think that's definitely a part of that has to fit into infrastructure. I'm definitely, you know, as a conservative Republican, I want to figure out ways to do it without raising taxes, obviously. But there's way with federal money with state money with the the massive amount of with people moving here and you have more you have a a bigger tax base the money should be there we have to learn how to how to spend our money responsibly just like you do in a business to put your money where where it actually is the most effective so having having money available to provide these buses and make the make the reach even wider than it is right now definitely needs to fit into the plan Okay, so being able to increase more service more often. I don't, at this point, I don't think bus routes go up your way in your district at all. Um, Do you think that there would be, with the anticipated growth and things like that, I know that I've I've mentioned this on other episodes of this podcast, that there's anticipated to be 47% growth by 2040 uh, in the population in Greenville County. So with that much, you know, of an increase of strain on infrastructure, strain on services, strains on roads, yeah. parking, I mean, all the things. Yeah, yeah. Water, yeah. yeah. Everything. everything, everything. We're all, every time I say that number, I go, ah, yeah. so many people. Um, but what do you think should, so if taxes aren't going to be raised, what are you, I mean, the tax base could increase, yeah. that's true, but sure. would there be other cuts that you would recommend or other ways? Do you feel like county councils, like, is there... I guess I would say pork in the budget right now that you would change. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I, what I is think your valuation? We'd have to, I think we'd have to get into, I'd have to be in there to get into the real specifics and the meat of it and have all the information mm-hmm. at, at my disposal. Like the possibility of the transit system moving up further north. I'm sure it'll happen. 
I don't know how far it will go because there's just, just logistically there are roads up there that buses can't travel on. Right. So, you know, to think about where, where Northern Greenville County will be, who knows how far it will actually be able to go. But I I do think it'll go farther North than it does now for sure. But, and that um, would be something like you said, that for your district would be a meaningful way for people to travel to and from work. Yep. Be a good way to get down towards other population areas. Yeah. So for sure. And definitely, like I said, it, it, it will definitely go further north. We'll see, you know, how, how much that really fits, how far north. But, you know, pushing it further, it should, should, be, it should fit into some of the priority list. You know, the timetable will definitely be up for, uh, up for debate and, you know, will probably be fluid. So. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. yeah. Because, sure. again, we don't know about where the growth is exactly going to happen. We've exactly. got some anticipation, some areas I know that people, yeah. the planners are working towards. Mm-hmm. But we won't know until everybody comes. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Are there, so in 2018, the county council voted to increase line item support for local funds for Greenlink. So they went from um, a little less than half to up to 60% of the local funds now come from the county. And about 40% come from the city of Greenville. And um, there's about two thirds of people who ride Greenlink are living in the county and about a third of them are in the city. Okay. Um, And that's service provision and all that too. And so... um, that took us from, I think it was $3.78 per capita investment right under $8. Okay. Okay. So that's a that's a big jump. Yeah, and no, it that allowed, is. It allowed Greenlink to add service. So now that goes till 1130 at night, yeah. um, which is great and allows people to get home from work who mm-hmm. worked maybe a late shift yeah. um, or to go to work if they're doing third shift. I mean, it just sort of did a full, um, kind of boosted a lot of the services they provide. At this point, um, that next step again goes back kind of to funding and to resources mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, as that comes in front of county council, as as you know, more support is needed, yeah. are there ideas or anything like that that you may have about whether it's transit investment or other economic investment that needs to happen for our community as things grow? Yeah, you know, I, I think it has to be constantly evaluated and really to sit, to constantly look at our look at our statistics, look at our numbers, and look at how we need to invest the money where where it needs to go um should it be should it be here should it be somewhere else you know i think i think putting in a green leak will definitely be in the conversation i hope uh as the, as more stats and more numbers become available we'll be able to kind of make a very clear decision on that i think we'll have to i think it'll probably happen at some point and it'll definitely increase you know, however much that is, we'll have to we'll have to kind of figure that yeah, out. Well, but I and, think it's and we don't have the numbers in front of us. Yeah, about yeah, all yeah. that stuff and how it'll play out. But, mm-hmm. um, but I think those solutions being on the table about you know different options for, for that need. Yeah. What's interesting, I don't know if you know this, Joey, but the that bump up to right under eight dollars yes, per capita. Every all of our other peer cities and even the region, like throughout the southeast, mm-hmm. are all at $20, yeah. $30, $40, yeah. $50 up per capita for investment. So there is a, a significant a gap. gap. Yeah. yeah, And people complain about Greenlink. Mm-hmm. They say, oh, it doesn't go enough. I have to wait so long and all yeah. that. Um, so there's just real tension there. For sure. we got to figure out a solution. I, yeah. I agree with you. I agree. Um, so back around the holidays, um, Greenville Connects did a, a campaign called Transit is Essential, where we had a series of videos about individuals who ride Greenlink to make it to work, especially during the pandemic. So really focusing on those essential workers. Are you familiar with that campaign? Did you have a chance to see any of those videos? I did see some, but yeah, I remember, I remember that coming out. Okay. Well, how does that, what do you think about transit as, you know, a tool for economic development? Is that something that, that you think of as well? For you know, 
definitely in a way, like you said, it's getting people to work and having well-paying jobs where someone can start out maybe obviously not owning a vehicle. This provides the way where that's not that's not a divide from them getting a job. Because that that's what it can be. If you don't have tran- if you don't have transportation to the job, you can't go to work. So you have to think about it as a, as a tool for economic investment. You have to think about it as a way to get more. Especially, I I'm a quote unquote job creator right now. Getting people to work is a major issue. We have getting people hot. I don't have one single customer in manufacturing that doesn't have a hiring sign. So making transportation not a barrier to going to that job and get and getting hired for that job creates it create it is an economic factor. Well, we have and, to it's, think about and that. it's links back to business growth, right? Exactly. You can't grow as a business if you don't have staff and employees yeah. being there to manufacture yeah. what it is, put together the sure. put the widgets on the yeah together with the other widgets, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, for the, and, those are technical terms, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's that's the yeah. yeah. Exactly. I went to school for that. Yeah. Um, well, and I think that. As we look towards that kind of growth in the future for economic development, it may be a way to link a lot of those things together and link people to job centers and stuff like that. Sure. Um, is there? Can you think of anything that um, that you wanted to mention today that we we haven't touched on yet? Well, you know, I can I can kind of always go back to why I'm running it. This this community means means everything to me. This community's done a great deal for my family. Uh, my biggest thing is when so- people's biggest complaint on my generation of people, the younger generation, that they don't step up, that they don't take on more responsibilities. I don't. I want to be a part of the solution to that. I want to be an example for not only my family but for people in the community that see someone that doesn't want to be in office to be a politician, but wants to be in office to be a creative problem solver working to make Greenville County the best community it could possibly be. And that's why I'm here a hundred percent. And I'm not here to do the, the, you know, our, our County council right now has articles out, out about how we're kind of the County that is known for not being able to get anything done. And I want to change that. I want to be a part of solutions based decision-making. We're not, we're working as a team. We are, we should all have different perspectives, but we should all be able to see A and figure out how to get to Z. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's what I'm here to do, and that's you know that's definitely what I want to make sure I get across to everybody. All right. Well, thank you so much, Joey, for riding with me on the 501. This has been a great conversation and a great time visiting with you. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Thanks. Bussin, the Greenville Transit Podcast, has been brought to you by Greenville Connects and is produced by the Greenville Podcast Company. Please make sure to check us out and give us five stars so everybody can find us. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.